There's a message that God is speaking after the cross. Right? That message can benefit you if you believe it. <laughs> There's a message that God's word says. If those words enter our hearts, it can benefit us. It can benefit us when we believe it. If we don't believe it, it will not benefit us. Alright? So people ask the question, would a God of love send people to hell? Assuming that the Bible teaches that God sends people to hell. Completely forgetting that everyone was in death, under death, in darkness, mm -hmm. to begin with, after the fall of Adam. Yeah. He sent his son to bring light into the world. Yes. He sent his son to bring salvation. So, like Marnus said the other day, God is not your swimming coach. He's your Savior. Right? So if you're in the sea and some current took you and you, you're getting tired, you need the lifeguards to come and take you out and save you. You don't need a swimming coach on a jet ski telling you how to swim. You need a Savior. If you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, you don't need someone motivating you on how you can do it this week. Swim to Rio. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a few hours in the open water and you will die of hypothermia. Never mind not having strength to swim all the way across. So trying to achieve perfection by your own, own strength is absolutely and completely impossible. Yeah. So when people motivate you to do that, they are not helping you. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So there is a crowd of people that says, the grace of God is so great that you don't even have to believe everyone will go to heaven. It's not true. The price that Jesus paid was paid for the sin of the world. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. That includes all religions, all races, <coughs> all languages, all tribes, tongues, everyone. Yes. All sin of all people of all generations mm -hmm. was paid once for all at the cross. God speaks a word on the grounds of the sacrifice of the flesh body of Jesus Christ. That word is forgiveness. So, God proclaims the forgiveness of sins to the world. And He proclaims repentance from sin. That means, that doesn't mean you confess everything you did wrong. That's confession. It's a different word. Repentance means... I turn from something to something else. It means I have a change of thought. Now, I mean, everyone knows this, but the word metanoia in Greek means to turn in repentance. But if you break up the two words, meta means a change of place. Noia means thoughts. So it's a paradigm shift. So I stop thinking in terms of one set of parameters. And I start, start thinking in terms of another set of parameters. It's a completely different mindset. Right? So he calls people to repentance. John the Baptist came and said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus came and said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's the gospel of the kingdom. 
Okay, so he sent them out in Matthew chapter 10. He said, go preach this, repent, <laughs> for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent means change your way of thinking. With other words, you are now no longer justified by the ritual. You are no longer justified by what you do. You are now being preached a message, good news, God's kingdom has now come. Okay, so the kingdom means God himself comes to indwell his people. But the presence of God cannot dwell with sinful flesh. For instance, in the Old Covenant, the priests had the different rituals and washings, and they had to wear specific clothing. They had, you know, all their, you know, the ephod and all the things they had to wear. If they did not do the ritual exactly as it was written in the law, and they entered into the Holy of Holies for the once-a-year offering, the, the high priest now, he would die. If someone touched him, he had to start all over again. So first he offered sacrifices for himself, and then he offered sacrifices as a high priest for the sins of the nation. So when the smoke went up, everyone rejoiced because the sacrifice was received and their sins was forgiven for another year. So even then, forgiveness came by a high priest offering a sacrifice. If they tried their own sacrifice, not trusting the sacrifice of the high priest, they wouldn't pretty much get anywhere. Okay? So it is in that sense the same now. We have a high priest, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, high priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. Okay, he's high priest, if you read Hebrews chapter 7, on the grounds of his eternal, everlasting life. So night and day, without sleep, forever, interceding for you. To make sure you get what he paid for. He gave himself as a perfect Blameless sacrifice. He didn't come by the blood of goats and bulls. But by his own blood, he entered into the real Holy of Holies to make complete atonement for the sins of the world. Okay. So, I base my whole life and everything I do Concerning my relationship with God, everything I do towards Him, I base on the work of my high priest. If His sacrifice was received, it means I have access. It means my sins are forgiven. It means I can now come boldly to the throne of grace. It means now I can enter into the Holy of Holies. If His sacrifice was received... Because he is my high priest. If his sacrifice was not good enough, I would not have access. Okay? So now, firstly, let's start at Hebrews chapter 4. Just want to read a few scriptures. And then just bring you the message that we need to hear. Hebrews 4 verse 2. For indeed we have had the glad tidings, the gospel of God, proclaimed to us just as truly as they did, the Israelites of old did, when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith. Did God say to the Israelites, He's going to lead them out of Egypt into the promised land. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did they go out of e- Egypt? Yes. Did all of them go into the promised land? Yeah. No. What happened? They all died in the desert, yeah. except Joshua and Caleb. Yes. So they did not get the promise. Does that mean God is unfaithful to his word? No. Mm-hmm. Is his promise not true? No, his promise is true. Did they get it? No. Mm-hmm. Why not? 
they did not believe it. It was offered to them, but they did not believe it. They sent out the spies. The spies came back with a good report, but they, the ten said, listen, these giants are big. <laughs> they looked at what the eyes can see, and they did not believe what God said. Joshua and Caleb, 40 years later, as strong as they were 40 years before, took them over. All the nations were driven out before them. They just inherited the land. Could the others have inherited it? Yes, if they had believed it. So in the same way, we have an inheritance with God. We have a promise from God. A promise of great, wonderful, glorious things. Including the forgiveness of sins. It is yours. It's proclaimed to you. It's given to you. But if you don't, do not come to a point where you believe it, that you are forgiven it will never benefit you. Uh, wh why do we struggle to receive forgiveness of sins? Because you hear all kinds of teachings that disqualify us from forgiveness. You can't just get forgiveness, because if you set people free, then they're going to sin. Well, Romans says, sin finds, Romans 7 verse 8, sin finds opportunity in the commandment to express itself. For without the law, sin is dead. Okay, so the end of Romans 5 says that the law came in only to expand the in and increase the trespass. But grace has increased the more and superabounded. Where sin abounded, grace has increased the more and superabounded. So grace, the, the uh, effect of grace is you become unaware of sin, you become aware of the glory of God. The effect of law is you become aware of yourself and your sin, and you become aware of obstacles that prevent you from receiving the forgiveness of sins. It's always about what you have to do in order to get forgiven. So it can be something as simple as confession of sins. Okay, so the Bible says, if we confess our sins, yeah. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if you read the whole scripture, it says, if you dwell in the light as He is in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses you and keeps you cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. So what will keep me clean from sin? The blood of Jesus. So I base my faith on what he did, yeah. his sacrifice, yeah. not on my confession of what I did. Yeah. So the confession of sin is to help me receive. Mm. It is not a condition to uh, kind of buy or to bargain with God to get forgiveness. Yeah. The forgiveness has been given at the cross. The price has been paid. It's an expensive forgiveness. It cost him his life. It cost him the suffering of the cross. It cost him everything. He sacrificed himself. He took the punishment and the wrath of God fully. Everything expressed in the law. He took upon his body. He felt every blow. He took it so that I don't have to. So my trust is in what he did. Not in what I do. So now, if I reduce the forgiveness of sins to, you know, the, the qualification of forgiveness only to me saying, oh, I'm sorry I did this. I mean, if you look at the law and the old covenant, sorry didn't cut it. <laughs> sorry isn't good enough. Blood had to flow. So they had to bring a sacrifice. And even with those sacrifices, the high priest still had to bring a sacrifice in the Holy of Holies once a year. Yeah. Blood had to flow. Yeah. Okay, so just quickly go to Hebrews chapter 9. Let's start at verse 8. By this the Holy Spirit points out that the way into the true Holy of Holies is not yet thrown open. As long as the former tabernacle remains a recognized institution and is still standing. If I depend on my works to get forgiveness, mm -hmm. the former tabernacle is recognized. Yes. And I never enter. Mm -hmm. 
if I stand on my works to get something from God, to receive forgiveness, if I put my confession of my sins as the condition of forgiveness, then I trust my confession and not the blood. Which means the true Holy of Holies is not open for me. Okay? But we'll read Hebrews 10 now, don't worry. <laughs> but if the former tabernacle remains a recognized institution, the way is not open. Yeah. No access. Yeah. Why? Because I'm aware of sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seeing that the first tabernacle was a parable, in it gifts and sacrifices are offered, and yet are incapable of perfecting the conscience or of cleansing and renewing the inner man of the worshiper. That's why you never feel forgiven if you keep on confessing the same things year in, year out, day in, day out, over and over. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Tomorrow, I'm sorry. Then, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And then you, you start to pray. And the moment you want to ask God something, you say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry I did this. Quickly thinking everything I did wrong. I'm sorry, this, 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 this. Then you start, you know, you, you want to pray for the sick. Here comes a thought. Ah, you remember what you said to that guy at the traffic lights this morning? <coughs> so you're reminded of what you did. So instead of commanding the sickness to go, you start bargaining with God. Oh, God, oh, forgive my sins. Ah, da, da. Completely sidetracked. The forgiveness needs to be believed, not worked for. Yeah. All right? It's incapable of cleansing the conscience. For the ceremonies deal only with clean and unclean meats and drinks and different washings, mere external rules and regulations for the body, imposed to tie the worshippers over until the times of, of, of setting things straight. Okay? of reformation of the complete new order when Christ the Messiah shall establish the reality of what these things foreshadow. But that appointed time came when Christ appeared as a high priest of the better things that have come and are to come. Then through the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with human hands that is not part of this material creation. He went once for all into the holy of holies of heaven, not by virtue of blood of goats and calves by which to make reconciliation between God and man, but his own blood, having found and secured a complete redemption, an everlasting release for us. For if the mere sprinkling of unholy and defiled persons with blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of burnt heifer is sufficient for the purification of the body, how much more surely shall the blood of Christ, who by the virtue of His eternal Spirit has offered Himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God, purify our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances to serve the ever-living God." When your conscience is cleared, the next thing that follows, you serve God. If your conscience is not cleared, you will be completely at the mercy of your temptations. Because you're always conscious of everything you did wrong. And thereby, the temptation is constantly stirred up. Constantly stirred up. All the things that you did wrong brought to remembrance all the time. If your conscience is cleared by the blood of Jesus, it's gone. You cannot go back to what you don't remember. So freedom is by faith in the blood of Jesus. Freedom is not by you trying to overcome your sin. It's not by you trying to get free. It's not by you going back into your past and everything of your past and trying to figure out where you went wrong and who did what to you and now you go into that past hurts and you try to forgive everyone. From, you are made conscious of that. You are be, you're binding yourself to your past if you do that. If you go to the blood of Christ... You are free because you are washed clean. Your conscience is cleansed. You don't have any lifeless observances. You just look to Him and you receive life. So I've been called many things by saying this, especially by people trying to deliver people by taking them back to their past. They say, I have a very extreme position. (laughs) It's there. It's there. 
the blood of Christ was extreme. Jesus paid an extreme price. So either I trust in what He did, or I trust in what I do. And if I trust in what I do, I have to keep the whole law. But just, you know, newsflash. The whole law was fulfilled at the cross. So even if I do that, the contract's already been paid. It's already done. If someone buys a car and he pays the price, I can't go according to that contract and now try to do something. The whole contract is fulfilled already. It's done. It's over now. You're too late. 2,000 years too late. So the only way is for you to receive the blood of Jesus and to trust in what He did. Right. Okay. So He went once for all and secured the complete redemption and everlasting release. Okay. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Just get this. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Listen to this. Verse 22. In fact, under the law, almost everything is purified by means of blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is neither release from sin and its guilt, nor the remission of the due and merited punishment for sins. Right. The law came. So, according to the law, if there's no blood shed, no forgiveness. So Jesus came, pure, spotless Lamb of God, slain for the sins of the world. The perfect sacrifice, once for all, for all generations. So if there is no forgiveness without the shedding of blood, then there must be total forgiveness with the perfect sacrifice of the guiltless Lamb of God. So, I don't do, nine, you know, 1% and God does 99%. <laughs> what can I possibly add yeah. to the suffering of the cross? Yeah. What can I possibly add to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ? Isn't what He did enough? Yeah. It's not worthy is the Lamb and Gerrit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Revelation 1 you know, and especially Revelation 5, verse 9 and 10, you know, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God, you know, because He bought us with His blood out of every nation and kingdom and tribe, you know. Yeah. Worthy is the Lamb because He paid with His blood. Yeah. Not worthy is the Lamb because He paid with His blood and a little bit worthy is Herod because He did 1%. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, we, we stand on His word. Yeah. We stand on His works. We stand on the cross. Yes. Nothing else. Okay, <laughs> so the grounds of your forgiveness is the blood shed for you. Okay, that means because the blood was shed for you and you do believe it, I can now proclaim to you your sins are forgiven. So I can put it in a format that you can hear and believe. You are forgiven. So, you are forgiven if you believe. But you do believe, so you are forgiven. Yeah. Do you get it? I'm yeah. telling you so that you can hear and believe it. Yeah. I'm not saying you must do this and this and this and then. No, I'm just telling you, you are forgiven. Yeah. You get it when you believe it. Yeah. It will not benefit you if you don't believe it. So, I saw a post on Facebook the other day. It said, the forgiveness of God is only out of reach to those who don't want it. So people try to reason, oh, this that I'm doing is not sin. You know, I was born like that. Everyone was born like that. <laughs> That's why we need a Savior. <laughs> we were born. We were all in Adam when we were born. We need to be born again. So when we look at Christ, you know, and we, we receive and we are born again, we are born again like that. That means without all the other stuff. So all the reasonings of people, why they try to justify the flesh, they're so focused on what they do, now they can't measure up to the, the standard that they, that, that they wanna, where they want to overcome their own flesh. Now they give up and say, no, I was born like that, so I can do it. Mm. doesn't make sense. It's silly. We need to realize 
whatever you were born with, what, whatever, whatever, how can I put it, deck of cards you got, yeah. <laughs> whatever concoction of flesh you got, <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you received, yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. Jesus paid the price for you. Jesus paid the price for you. He was tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sinning. He did it. You don't have to try and do it. Your focus is not to try and change yourself, but to forget yourself and to have fellowship with Jesus. In fellowship with Jesus, He will live through you. I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I that live. Christ lives in me. So God is not trying to resurrect Adam in you. God is not trying to patch up Adam in you. God is trying to kill you so that he can live through you. He takes you out of you and he puts him into you. But we have courses and all kinds of things that we try to pamper everyone into perfection. No. Turn Look to the cross, believe, receive the grace of God, let the light drive out the darkness, and keep on hearing, keep on hearing, keep on hearing. Be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind. It's that simple. It's about what you hear, and it's about what you believe. If you hear a message that's based on what you do, you will be tempted constantly, and you will be conscious of the flesh. If you, if you hear a message based on what Jesus did, Guess what? You will be conscious of Him and you will have the desires of Christ. Romans chapter 3 says, By the law is the knowledge of sin. Now everyone says, Woo, now we can know what not to do. No, if you have knowledge of sin, you have temptation. <laughs> so what does the law do? The law comes and it manifests sin. It brings out sin. It, it brings it to the front. It manifests it. But Romans 1 says, verse 16, I am uh, not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. So these words of what Jesus did is the power that saves me. It is the power of God unto salvation. For all that believe. To the Jew first, also the Greek. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes to you is revealed. Both springing, uh, coming, springing from faith and leading to faith. For it is written that just shall live by faith. Repeated four times in the Bible. I think it's pretty important if God keeps on repeating the same thing. Okay. We need to believe what Jesus did. If we, need, if we believe what Jesus did, we will benefit from it. So, if I'm constantly reminded of what Jesus did every day, my mind renewed every day. Jesus died for me. He washed me clean, clean with his blood. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I've been washed clean. My sins have been removed. It's been taken away. I have the Holy Spirit. I'm born of God. I am righteous in his sight. I've been justified. I've been made righteous. Then I start to believe who I am. I start to live in fellowship with Christ who now dwells in me. The I am in me. And then I start to walk according to His power, according to His glory, according to His desires. And I die and He lives. So the gospel reveals righteousness. The law reveals sin. So do I want more sin in my life? Okay, great. Simple step. Hear the law. Do I want to experience more of the power of God, more of the presence of God in my life? Good. Then hear the gospel. Not many complicated, all kinds of different things with seven steps or ten keys or all kinds of difficult theological nonsense. Hear what Jesus did. That's it. And keep on hearing, keep on hearing, keep on hearing. Every day you brush your teeth. Every day you brush your hair. Every day you wash your face. Just as much as your hair doesn't stay brushed, your mind doesn't stay renewed. Every time you drive, your mind is bombarded with all kinds of people that drives in a way that you don't like. <laughs> you see posters that's not God. You see advertisements on TV, you hear it on radio, everywhere you go, it's an influence that it's against God. 
you need to have your mind renewed daily. That means, Joshua, let this book not depart from your sight. Meditate on it day and night. And so you shall make your way prosperous. Let it not depart from your heart, from your sight, from your mind. Okay? Let me, let me just condense it to what you need to meditate on. The cross of Christ, the blood of Jesus. That's it. Nothing can be added to what he did. Verse 24. For Christ has not entered into a sanctuary made with human hands, only a copy and a pattern, and a type of the true one, but he has entered into heaven itself, now to appear in the very presence of God on our behalf. Nor did he enter into the heavenly sanctuary to offer himself regularly again and again, as the high priest enters the Holy of Holies every year with blood not his own. For then would he often have had to suffer over and over again since the foundation of the world. But as it now is, he has once for all, at the consummation and close of the ages, appeared to put away and abolish sin by his sacrifice of himself. I come to Jesus, I receive the blood, I'm washed clean. You know, have you seen those advertisements as washing powder? You'll see them on TV here in South Africa. You know, I don't know if, I don't really watch TV anymore, so I don't know if they're on, but it's this washing powder advertisement. Then there's this lady doing the washing. And a little boy plays rugby. And he's always, at, then he comes with all these stains back on his jersey. Now, oh man, this is now this problem. How do I get these stains out of this jersey? And then just washes it in Omo and, oh, whiter than white. <laughs> and I put it on the wire and it's all, all good. And then tomorrow he goes out again and he gets dirty again. Whiter than white. We have that mindset. We have this mindset. We come in, washed, we go out, we get dirty again. Now I come in, I get washed. And now I get dirty again. Now I come in and washed, and now I get dirty again. It's not true, even though that's your experience. It's not the truth. Because he paid once for all. If you could get dirty after he cleansed you with his blood that he paid for once for all, it means he had to come to earth and suffer again. And make another sacrifice of himself. Because you can only use one sacrifice once. They couldn't keep the blood from one sacrifice and sacrifice it again tomorrow. They had to slaughter another bull. (laughs) <laughs> they couldn't keep the sac- they had to slaughter another one yeah. every Passover they slaughtered another lamb yeah. so it means that if I now can get dirty again it means the blood of Jesus failed at some point and now I am beyond his salvation so that means there's no salvation at all. If, if the blood of Jesus is dependent on my actions after the blood of Jesus washed me clean, it means it's still not effective because then it, I have another Adam experience falling into sin. Oh my goodness, now he has to come again to the earth and suffer again. Send prophets again, prophesy again. Do everything from the start all over again because Herod messed it up. It says so. Then you would have had to suffer over and over again since the foundation of the world. But as it now is, he has once for all at the consummation and close of the ages appeared to put away and abolish sin by his sacrifice of himself. I want you to see the power of the blood of Jesus. You come once. You receive his eternal salvation once. It enters your heart. You are born again. You cannot be unborn if you're born. (laughs) Even if my dad doesn't like it, I'm his son. (laughs) If I mess up, say for instance, I crash his car. If I do that, my surname doesn't change. (laughs) I'm still his son. It's the same with God. If you're born of God, you're born by the word, not by your works. So his word will start to bear fruit in you 
and he will be seen more and more in you as you meditate on his word and receive more and hear more become conscious of him who is unseen it doesn't mean that you become unsaved when you miss it the blood of jesus cleanses you and keeps you cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations that's first john 1 verse round about 7 8 round about there okay dwell in the light as he is in the light and the blood of jesus the other translation says continuously cleanses us from sin so i i saw a demonstration like this the, the, the guy had a like a whiteboard you know with those brushes that you so he said like he, he made a line with a pen but as he drew the line he came with the with the eraser It's gone the moment it happens. Jesus paid the price. Okay. Does that now mean we can just keep on sinning? No, it means you are free from sin to go and do the works of Christ. <laughs> if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will do the works that I do, and even greater works than these, because I go to my Father. So it sets you free, to do the things that he called us to do. Okay, I need to finish. Right. Verse 3, Hebrews chapter 10. But as it is, these sacrifices annually bring a fresh remembrance of sins to be atoned for. Okay, speaking of the sacrifices. Have you ever had something that you couldn't forget, that you couldn't get over? Speaking of confession. Mm. 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 Have you ever been in a worship service? You worship God, and suddenly you're confronted with something you did in 1986. <laughs> 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 or whatever. <laughs> Somewhere, not even born then. <laughs> something that someone said to you, whatever. Something pains you suddenly. You're drawn away from fellowship with Christ because of something you did. Some painful, oh, I wish I didn't say that. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that guy must think I'm an idiot. Mostly that guy doesn't even think anything of you. <laughs> he just doesn't even remember you. But oh, yeah, yeah. All of that is for nothing. It was all for nothing. All those things that you brought to remembrance was because of a legalistic mindset. The only thing that you needed to hear was the blood of Jesus. It's all over. It's, it's all atoned for. It's all paid for. That sets your mind free to have fellowship with the living God. Listen to this. Listen to this. And I hope this gets you out of consciousness of everything that you meditate on during a worship service. Out of all the bad memories, out of everything that you regret. Listen to this. Then came certain of the elders of Israel to me and sat before me, and the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and put the stumbling block of their iniquity and guilt before their faces. Should I permit myself to be inquired of at all by them? If you meditate on your sin, it's not something good. It stinks before God. He hates it. After Jesus died, now we want to worship him, but we, it's like a big screen suddenly in front of us, everything that we did. So we invoke all our sin before him in his presence all the time. We put the stumbling block of our iniquity as an idol before us in his presence. And we can't see him and we can't hear him. It's just false doctrines that kept us away from fellowship with God. The blood of Jesus has removed your sin. Your conscience has been washed clean. Do not remind yourself constantly of what you did. Do not try to atone for your sin. Receive the blood. Otherwise, you are constantly reminded of it again. So if you want to say sorry, say sorry. Get it out of your system and go on and believe that you are forgiven. All right? Verse 5. Hence, when Christ entered into the world, he said, 
sacrifices and offerings you have not desired. But instead you have made ready a body for me to offer. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no delight. Then I said, Behold, here I am coming to do your will, O God, to fulfill what is written of me in the volume of the book. What he said just before, you have neither desired nor you have taken delight in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, all of which are offered according to the law. He then went on to say, Behold, here I am coming to do your will. Thus he does away with and annuls the the first former order as a means of expiating sin, so that he might inaugurate and establish the second latter order. And in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy, consecrated, sanctified, through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ. You have been made holy through the offering of the flesh body of Jesus Christ once for all. You cannot be more holy than He made you. Believe it. You are holy. <laughs> holy saints of God. Okay? Right, let's keep a few things. Verse 14. For by a single offering He has forever completely cleansed and perfected those who are consecrated and made holy. Okay. Verse 17. He then goes on to say, And their sins and their law-breaking I will remember no more. Now where there is absolute remission, forgiveness and cancellation of the penalty of these sins and law-breaking, there is no longer any offering made to atone for sin. Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus, by this fresh new living way which He initiated and dedicated and opened for us through the separating curtain, that is, through His flesh. And since we have such a great and wonderful and noble priest who rules over the house of God, let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest, sincere hearts in unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith. Having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty, evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water. So you, we need to grab hold of this word and believe it. And I tell you, your conscience will be clean. In Acts 20, where is it, 24, 26, 24, Paul said, I exercise my conscience to be void of offense towards God and man. Yeah. So how do I do that? I meditate on the gospel. I meditate on the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is the proclamation of the gospel. Okay? Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Paul speaks in detail of Jesus was raised from the dead. So David wrote, you will not let your Holy One see corruption. But David did see corruption. So he wasn't speaking of David, he was speaking of Jesus. Because Jesus did not see corruption. <laughs> he was raised from the grave. Okay, so now he says, verse 38. So let it be clearly known and understood by you, brethren, that through this man, speaking of Jesus Christ, forgiveness and removal of sins is now proclaimed to you. So I proclaim to you, your sins are forgiven and removed by the blood of Christ. That means it's removed from your consciousness. You don't remember it again. You are free from it. You live without it as if it never happened. You are free from your past the moment you take the blood of Christ. Okay? So if, if you still have remembrance of stuff, let the blood of, blood of Christ enter there and clean it. If you have offenses towards people, take some time aside, sit there, meditate on the blood of Christ, and receive the blood of Christ for that situation. Lord Jesus, thank you. I don't want this offense in my heart towards these people. My heart's not full of judgment, but full of forgiveness. Thank you. Let the blood deal with it. Yeah. And then you go on. Yeah. Okay? All right. Forgiveness and removal of sins is now proclaimed to you. And that through Him, everyone who believes who acknowledges Jesus as his Savior, devotes himself to him, is absolved, cleared, and freed from every charge from which he could not be justified and freed by the law of Moses and given right standing with God. 
Take care, therefore, lest there come upon you what is written in, what's spoken in the prophets. Look, you scoffers and scorners, marvel and perish and vanish away. For I am doing a deed in your days, a deed which you will never have confidence in or believe, even if someone clearly describing it in detail declares it to you. So Habakkuk wrote about this. He said there will be people that said, we don't believe this. We don't take this. Even if someone declares it to them, it doesn't make sense to you. To the Jews, it's an offensive stumbling block. To the Greeks, it's foolishness. Amplified says utter unphilosophical nonsense. <laughs> but to us who are called, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Okay? You cannot afford to open your heart to anything else but the blood of Christ. Concerning what you hear about God, do not, God, God over your heart, but do not let people convince you that God expects you to change yourself in your own strength. Do not listen to messages that doesn't speak of the blood of Christ. If they give you seven steps and ten keys, run out, close your ears, go. Because if your, if your faith is not built on what he did, but built on what you do, you will, not, you will not make it. So what we hear is extremely important. If, if my eyes are not on Jesus Christ, I might as well, I might as well not, I don't know, I might as well put it on Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's be positive. <laughs> Okay, Hebrews 12, look away from all that will distract unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, um, there, there are many people preaching, but not all people preach the gospel. So, most messages you will hear, you will hear something that disqualifies you, but if you do these steps, you will be qualified. That is not the gospel. The gospel is a proclamation of freedom, a proclamation of the forgiveness based on what Jesus did for you. Okay? You all right? Yeah. Do you hear anything? Do you get something? Okay. Faith in the blood of Jesus causes power to be released. You want to see the power of God? Get the gospel in your mind and in your heart. It is the power of God. Anti-salvation. You have pain in your lower back sometimes? Sometimes it comes, yeah. Like pain there? At the, yeah, at the back. Yeah. yeah, in Jesus' name, that pain will also go. And you sometimes get pain in, the, in your toe. So yes, in, in this right end. That toe, yeah. Like, yeah. like there where it meets the, the knuckle. Yeah, that, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in Jesus' name, that pain will never come back again. You sometimes feel angry, but you don't know the reason. You feel angry, but you don't know the reason. And then sometimes you feel bad about feeling angry. Yes. Okay. God knows your heart. And he's setting you free today. Thank you, Jesus. Peace. Isn't that nice? You feel <laughs> it's nice, eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. But your neck sometimes gets stiff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's difficult to move it and your yes. neck sometimes gets stiff. Yes. Uh, God knows you and he loves you. All right? <laughs> do, you, do you get like hay fever? Yeah. Yeah. Just try your neck. Just move it a little bit. How does it feel? Is it okay? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. And God will protect you from the pressure of all the people that tries to get you to drink with him. Always people trying to pull you through. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let him, let him be free as well, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless you, man. Thanks a lot for the pain. Ah, it's a pleasure, man. So, do you have pains? Yeah, I do have sometimes pain, mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes on the neck, sometimes pain. All pain, go now, in Jesus' name. There, eh? Yes. The pain there, go. In Jesus' name. The pain here goes. Yes. In Jesus' name. 
pain in this arm goes in Jesus name thank you Lord Jesus you sometimes have pain in in the you there like yeah sometimes just there yeah that pain will go in Jesus name sometimes like a muscle that pulls Yes, I used to run. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think you make me strong. Thank so you, even Jesus. when I'm running. Then you can run, yeah. <laughs> is, all the, is that true? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's 100%. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. We do enjoy Jesus you guys is healing to come you, sir. To our place uh, thank you. Because Jesus is all of us. Hallelujah. And tell me, sir, do you still feel that pain? I'm feeling well. Pain gone? Yes, <laughs> What is the magic one? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We pray that the pains will go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. By the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And now? It's gone. Yes, I bless you guys, eh? Pray that God's peace will rest on this house. In Jesus' name. All right. Bless you. Where's your pain, sir? There, the back. What's your name? Samuel. Samuel. All right, Samuel. God is going to heal your pain. Is that all right? You want the pain to go? In Jesus' name. Ah, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We pray for Samuel. We pray that the pain will just go. No more pains in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Just right now? Still there? It's better now. <laughs> Was it like a, to uh, like a muscle that you pulled or something like that? Or? Yeah. No. Want the pain to go? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want it to go? I know, but I think I will be fine. If you touch my hand, that pain will leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Taste it, where's the pain? I know. Yeah, let's see. It's gone? Yeah, it's gone. It's nice, eh? Yeah. Hallelujah. Bye. Is your pain? Pain. Mm. Yeah, I get the pain. What's the pain? The pain in my neck and the alles is All right. Yeah. Now, I can recall how my pain is weg to fat, but in the name of Jesus. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. That pain is going out. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. That pain is going out. Every pain is going out. In the name of Jesus. Okay. Amen. 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 Try it now. What's the pain? No, that's not.